to Go To Podcast. I'm Liam, your host, and he is back, the famous Eagles fan of the podcast. Patrick is back with us after a week away. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks. It's bye week for the Chiefs, so I feel like the NFL is always a little bit less stressful when you don't have to watch your own team, I think. Yeah, that's very true, and unlike <laughs> anything I experienced this weekend, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, the uh, Eagles didn't help your stressful week with a, uh, a nice performance today, but they might come up, uh, <laughs> they're probably going to come up later in one of my segments at least, maybe one of your own as well, to be fair. Definitely. But, uh, we shall see. Uh, plan for today, we're going to go through our usual segments, talk about the picks, do our surprising performance of the week, and then do some, some winners and losers. Um, first question for you, mate. What's more impressive, the Patriots' current streak or my streak of beating you and Josh in picks every week? <laughs> well, I'm going to put one down to extreme luck and the other down <laughs> to extreme skill. You can, so you can <laughs> take your pick from which one's which on the... Yeah, I think Bill Belichick might have uh, me one over <laughs> on that one, unfortunately. But uh, picks was 8-7 this week. Obviously, Josh did yours. I did send you the picks as well, and I think most of them are the same ones that you probably would have picked. I didn't see many differences that I thought, actually, Patrick may go the other way with that one, apart from maybe the Cowboys game was the only one that I thought you might pick differently. Um, but total scores on the doors is 98-85. Oh. It's down 13 now, mate. Need a big week this week. I'm getting down to like a full week. Oh, no, no. It's... I need to pull something ridiculous out of the bag. Well, from now on, what we'll do is I'll pick first every week. <laughs> can, uh, just go so up you, every week. So you can go opposite if you choose to, and then if you don't want to risk it, you can uh, you can stay the same. But uh, the clear winner, Lions managed to do it for me again. Their very fluky win from Dan Campbell. The Jets actually got me a point for the first week all season. Uh, the Pats killed me because I picked the Titans, uh, and then the Packers ran, which is a pretty coin flip game for us. I decided to go with Rogers, which proved to be the right decision, uh, and then unfortunately. Um, Russell Wilson last night let me down and cost me another point. So, some interesting interesting results there, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a minute. Uh, let's move on to surprising performance then, mate. Uh, why don't you go first? Oh, I've got to go. It's not going to really have many playoff implications, is it? But they have been talked about all season. I've got to go the Miami Dolphins riding a four-win Hot streak out of nowhere. I know it's the Texans, Jets, Panthers, but they did also beat the Ravens in there. And it was a beatdown of the Panthers this week. Yeah, 33 points, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, 33 to 10. And Tua, maybe you could say that was his best week as a starting quarterback in the NFL. 27 to 31 for 230 and a touchdown. And Miles Gaskin got some... Decent touches. I mean, they got a couple of uh, like wildcat touches for him as well. I quite like that. Dolphins do that sometimes. But all around, they just look good on offense. Jalen Waddle was excellent. That was definitely his best game as a pro as well. But, yeah, they just spread it around really well on offense. I mean, it helped that on defense they were good, but the Panthers were bad on offense, weren't they? Yeah, Cam was really bad. Was it 5 for 21 that he finished with? The lowest um, pass completion of uh, any QB in NFL history uh, he finished this weekend. Wow, yeah. 5 of 21 is just... It just looked bad, didn't it? But you can't take any credit away from the Dolphins. The defence really put pressure on I mean, Jalen Phillips had a great week. He had three sacks this yeah, week. Yeah, he was really good. Yeah, he's turned up there. And, you know, Christian Wilkins and Ogbar as well were... Pretty good on the line. It's just, yeah, it feels like it's coming together for the Dolphins much later than they would have expected, I think. But should be enough to keep the coaching staff in a job, would you say? Yeah, it seems that way. And when you look at the schedule, they've got Giants and Jets next. Two home games against the two New York teams. So if you're them, you'd be hoping to win those games, which gets you to 7-7, seven and seven, I think it is. Ooh, seven and seven, I'm telling you now, that ain't going to be far away from a seventh spot. No, seven and seven with a away trip to the New Orleans Saints. So, um, not a terrible position to be in if they can get that done. So, I think if it was they were seven and seven going into New Orleans, I do think that he's probably done enough because I think he did such a good job turning them around from two years ago. That even though this year was really disappointing, I still think he'll have enough goodwill for one more season. Uh, I'm still not sure about him long term because they were so badly coached, weren't they, at the start of the year? But I do think he's probably saved his job if they can beat these two New York teams. 
I mean, you would have never ever said that you've got to beat the Jets and then the, Gi- the Giants <laughs> Jets in a row to be really considered in the playoffs. It's like, it's pretty crazy, isn't it, that they've had this turnaround. So there's definitely been some kind of change there and helps with the rookies, kind of the big first round rookies, doesn't it, stepping up. So, yeah, yeah, good. Nice schedule for them there. It's in their own hands, really, isn't it, to finish with a good record. Yeah, it is, yeah, I think six wins in a row that would be, which would be the longest streak for this NFL season. So they've literally gone from, I know the schedule's been kind, but they would have gone from such a terrible start to a really, really impressive middle of the season. So I do think they'll probably save their jobs. Uh, in terms of Tua, I'm still not sure. I think they, as a franchise, would still trade for Deshaun Watson if they could. So I'm not sure whatever Tua does really matters. I, I think it might matter for his career, because I think someone else will probably trade for him, but um, I'm not sure... If it's going to be up to him for the Dolphins, I just think that if they can get Watson, they'll get him. If someone else pays more, then they'll just stick with Tua. That's kind of my views on on how Tua's going to look for the rest of the season. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, my surprise performance, I'm taking us all the way back to Thanksgiving, which seems an age away. Um, I'm going for the Las Vegas Raiders, beating the Dallas Cowboys, a game that me and Josh in our pick segment both picked the Cowboys minus seven. We we're both pretty confident, but the uh, confidence was, uh, was not a good idea because... The Raiders were really good. It finished 36-33. Obviously, there's 28 penalties in this game, 14 for each team, which is, I think, the most in a four-year span, one of the most of all time. So the penalties were bad. There was a lot of PI calls in this game, Uh, loads of offensive holding as well for for tackles in this game, which was crazy, especially with some good uh, O-linemen on display. But I think overall, the Raiders just impressed me. They've been able to score 36, keep the ball away from Diggs when they needed to. Uh, Carl looks pretty good down the field. Uh, Deshaun Jackson managed to catch a pass. Uh, and I think this was the probably only good game of the day on Thanksgiving. So I think I enjoyed it more just because of how uh, bad the other two were. <laughs> yeah, and, th- and that's saying something given how many penalties were in this game, isn't it? That this was the uh, best game. Yeah, it does. What was it? Three, 375 yards each, basically, for both quarterbacks passing. Uh, and I think they both had over 90 yards uh, for PI calls that they could add on to that as well. So there was a lot of offense. The penalties were a bit annoying. It did make the game quite slow, but uh, I just like it was quite back and forth. Fourth quarter comeback for the Cowboys goes to overtime. They win the coin toss. Uh, I don't know if everyone else saw this, but me sat at home, I was thinking, okay, the Cowboys are going to go down and score now. Um, but some good special teams from the Raiders, they get the ball back. Um, ter- terrible, I think it's a PI. A lot of people don't agree, but terrible defending from their cornerback who gave up a PI in overtime. Uh, the base game and the Raiders had a gimme field goal uh, to finish the game off. But I think it was quite exciting, penalties aside. Um, Cowboys' offense still good without their weapons, but I think their defense has proven that it was a little bit overrated now at the start of the season. Yeah, definitely. Josh Jacobs finally kind of showed up, didn't he? One of his better games of the season, actually, for the for the Raiders. So that was nice to see. The Raiders are firmly now in with a shot, aren't they, of the playoffs? Their equal record with the seventh place Chargers. They do have a tricky schedule. I would, I, I'd actually like to see the Raiders make playoffs. To be honest, in the it's going to be the seventh seed at maximum. But just everything that's gone on, obviously, with Gruden and then Henry Ruggs and just. Yeah. Just kind of like the guys that are left have like kind of really come together. So two bad losses to the Chiefs and Bengals in a row, and then to come back and beat Dallas in Jerry World. I mean, that's just yeah, it definitely shows you something that your franchise is kind of still going in the right direction. But got Washington this week. That is a massive game now. Big game. That's in the nine o'clock. Big game for both teams. It's absolutely massive for both teams. That. Yeah, and I'm already looking forward to the end of the season. Raiders Chargers last game, 9 uh, That's a typical game that could get flexed to Sunday Night Football, isn't it, on the last weekend? If, if it's the winner of that, basically guarantees themselves a seven seed. I think Raiders Chargers would be a hell of a game to put on uh, Sunday Night Football to end the year. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, impressive. Hunter Renfro, also also very good. But yeah, um, <laughs> the least we say about the other two games that day, the better. So I do think this game... Uh, made me feel a bit happier just because I felt terrible those first two games. But fair play to the Raiders. Still in the playoff and after I think me and you were not keen on them a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but let's move on to some winners and losers then. Um, who is your first... Let's go on positive note. Who's your first winner then? Uh, right, so I'm going to go for... And I can't believe I'm saying this, but currently the seventh-seeded Washington football team. Big win last night. Got to give it to them now. I mean, you kind of... 
couldn't believe it. Obviously, <clears throat> watched the game when I first got up this morning, and I was like, okay, this is a terrible game. <laughs> but um, <laughs> number one was my thoughts was this is not a great game. But then I kind of looked at the playoff. I always get the CBS kind of playoff picture up, and I was just like, could not believe that they sat there in seventh position. And I just think, well, kind of why not? Because when you look below them, I know me and you, you especially both like the Vikings, but they just sell combust all the time. And Washington football team got a five and two record in the NFC. I mean, that stands you in amazing stead going forward. But as far as last night, it was all kind of about Antonio Gibson kind of ground it out, really. 29 carries, 111 yards, kind of controlled the game from and kept the ball away from Russ really Seahawks had 18 minutes of possession 10 first downs it's it's not great is it I mean they were both kind of same on third down efficiency but I mean the Washington nearly doubled the amount of plays so they kind of just controlled the game there Heineke Heineke was okay again it's that's a dis, difficult decision that they've got in the off-season, isn't it, with Heineke and kind of not so much Fitzpatrick, but obviously you want to be thinking about the future, don't you? So that's an interesting conversation there. But no, I mean, you look at the schedule, why can they not make the playoffs again? Two years in a row. Yeah, I know. I was saying the same about the Eagles though, a week ago, so I'm not going to quite jump the gun yet. I do think one of those two teams, their schedule, how easy it is, is has a good chance of getting there. But yeah, if you'd have told me start of the season that five and six at this point would get you the seventh seed. I don't think I would have believed you, but there's been a lot of parity, isn't there, in the, the NFC and AFC, to be fair, this season. Yeah, absolutely. It's just the fact that when I look below Washington right now, it's Vikings, Falcons, Saints, Eagles, Panthers, and then you go Giants and Ch- and Bears, really, have still got a chance, unbelievably. <laughs> <laughs> like the Giants and Bears are still definitely in with a shout, but I can only rule out, really, the Seahawks and the Lions, but that's just kind of how bad the race is. So. Yeah, and we'll probably talk about the Vikings later, but when we looked at the schedule and we picked our playoff teams, we picked the Vikings with the idea that they have to beat the 49ers. Obviously, spoiler alert, which they didn't. So that does change things now because of their schedule. Their schedule is very, very difficult. But going back to Washington, uh, you're right. This game was terrible. Uh, Russ and that offence was absolutely terrible. Um, but, yeah, it was a cool speech after the game for Ron Rivera, getting the players hyped up. I don't know if you've seen it, but uh, his celebratory speech he was given in the locker room after the game was pretty cool. And after everything he'd been through, his cancer, and uh, obviously the team weren't vaccinated. They had the worst rate, and he kind of did a very emotional speech and need to plead them to get vaccinated. And then they got a 100% vaccination rate. Uh, first in the league after that, second team, sorry, in the league after that, uh, and then see him do that winning speech and have a chance to go to the playoffs again. I'm not sure if they'll be able to do anything if they'll get there with obviously the quarterback they've got, but I still think it's a nice story for, for Ron Rivera, who most people in the NFL love. Yeah, exactly, definitely. Uh, but what about Russ and, and Seahawks then? Uh, <laughs> season's obviously over. Um, they're probably going to clear house. Is it Schneider, Carroll and Russ? If you had to say now, how many of those three are still with the Seahawks come week one next season, would you guess? I mean, if you're the owner of the Seahawks, because if we're talking about, you know, getting rid of the uh, GM and coach, so we're kind of stepping into the owner's circle, who do you want the most out of those three? And for me, it's Russell Wilson. So if the other two have to be collateral, then so be it. But I know it's there's all the... Rumours still. I mean, it came out the weekend at the Giants, maybe, for Wilson, which would yeah, hurt. He's mentioned New York before, hasn't he? He's got a house there and yeah. the city, obviously, with his wife. But um, I do feel like Wilson is the sort of guy who's going to, if he leaves, he's going to go to a, a, a not a very good team. Do you know what I mean? I think he's the exact sort of quarterback that will focus on the area and the, the franchise name and, and stuff like that, rather than doing what Brady did and just pick the best weapons. I think that yeah, Wilson, I agree with you there, yeah. Yeah, I think he, he does see that side of the game a little bit different. I do think that the Giants, Eagles, I said, well, if I'm honest, I think it's just Giants or Eagles. I think they're the two teams that I think would be likely to trade for him, to be honest. I mean, that's a battle there, isn't it? I'm not sure how I feel, to be honest. I haven't uh, collected my thoughts on that. <laughs> well, both teams have got, what, five top 15 picks combined next summer. So they've both got the... Uh, the leverage to be able to do a trade like that so so we'll see but 
Yeah, I don't know. It has to be Schneider for me. He has to go, and then it's up to you on the rest. But I, I would definitely get rid of uh, Pete Carroll. But if you're going to keep Pete... <laughs> You'd have Pete out, definitely. You'd have Pete <laughs> yeah. out. They were 12 and out. <laughs> if, you're Pete, if you're going to get Pete out, though, I, I, I don't know. Do you just go full rebuild as well and just get rid of Russ for the picks? Because no one's going to give you any picks for your GM or your coach. So, um, yeah, they're in a very difficult position. And Jamal Adams got absolutely mugged off again. By another tight end last night, and I was just watching like, oh, this trade is just terrible. So, <laughs> uh, not a good year for Seahawks fans. I think it's probably the first time in, maybe not the first time, but since I've been watching the NFL, one of the first times they've not been good. Do you know what I mean? Like they're always, even if they have a bad spell, they're always twelve and whatever. You know, that eleven win, twelve win team. Um, but I honestly think they're going to struggle to get six wins this season the way they're going. Yeah, even last year they had a really bad end to the season, kind of like the worst you've kind of seen the Seahawks in this stretch like of 10 years, but they were still in the playoffs. Like, I know they got beat, but they were still there. Do you know what I mean? But this season, it's just a kind of a continuation, isn't it, of the end of last season. So, yeah, not good for them. Yes. Uh, cool. I'll move on to my winner then. Um, a coach not quite as beloved in the league. I've gone with uh, Bill Belichick of the, uh, the New England Patriots. Another huge win, 36-13, 8-4 against the Titans. Sorry, 8-4 now. Uh, second seed, I think they were the one seed for maybe about three hours before the Ravens started, or maybe the Ravens still were, I'm not sure, but their second seed uh, I think at the moment, let me double check um, yeah, they are aren't they? yeah, second yeah seed they are yeah. The, second seed in the NFL, relatively good schedule minus the Bills uh, I think they play the Bills twice though coming up so that's going to be huge, but huge win here, Titans did actually okay in the first half with what they had uh, offensive wise, but Matt Jones finished with 310 yards, two TDs uh, on the ground. They didn't have a very big day, but the defense was was really, really good. Uh, five for 11, it held Tennessee down on, on third downs. Uh, one for three on fourth down efficiency. Uh, two sacks, three fumbles. Um, so I think overall, uh, the defense was definitely probably the main catalyst for this victory, but it's just another game of the Patriots that found a way to win. Yes. It's crazy, really, isn't it? I can't believe that they sat at eight and four. I know. After you slagged them off and everything. After I slagged, I think I slagged them off at like three and four, and then they've just gone, <laughs> boom, six wins in a row. It's that old division now, though. They're all on a winning streak, including the Jets on their one winning streak. So it's, it's <laughs> your favorite that, division. Is that it? division's heating back up, mate? I am just not. Not wanting to look by our review, but this week coming, week 13, it is an absolute crime that Bill's Patriots is on Monday Night Football. Monday Night's big, but it's just because you can't watch it. <laughs> yeah, it's because I can't watch it, yeah. It starts at one fifteen. you got no chance. <laughs> you got to put the day off for that sort of stuff, mate. Per, yeah, per big yeah. AFC East clashes, but yeah, that is a, that is a big game. Uh, what about your thoughts on this game? Did, how did they impress you? Is it kind of what you thought was going to happen? Because, like I said, the times were pretty down uh, in terms of injuries, but still, they had to go and, and do the job, and they did it well. Yeah, they're just they're getting back to like the real methodical Patriots. Do you know what I mean? It's not like they scored in blitzers. You know, they scored a touchdown in every quarter. It was kind of every single drive seemed like they had like some purpose and movement to it. They've gotten a lot of touches on the ground between Harris and Stevenson. Not like huge gains, but it's just kind of, they're back to like, I feel like they're controlling the game. And somehow you look down the list of weapons and like Jacoby Meyer was at 100 yards. Kendrick Bourne was five for 61. Brandon Bolden was four for 54. They're just getting production, aren't they? Would you say that Josh McDaniels now is kind of back in the head coaching talk in the summer? Because he kind of fell out of favour a little, didn't he? But Yeah, well, I think he would be in their views, but I think he knows he's getting the Patriots job. So I think he is going to stay put now until Bill goes. But I think people will be calling his agent to ask and, and they'll probably get an answer that, oh, he's going to stay stick around in New England. But yeah, I think other people are considering because he's done a good job. I think he was... Last year, Cam Newton was terrible. So, I think apart from last year, every year he's been in the league, at least his offense, even with Denver, at least his offense was still relatively good. Uh, and this offense with a rookie, they're doing a lot of advanced stuff to have a rookie quarterback. So, I think they've done pretty well as an offense, like you said, with some average weapons, to be honest. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, the weapons list is pretty average, but as it stands now, you won't really want to pay the Patriots, would you, in New England in um, in January? I'm still going uh, Bills for the division, though. You're going Bills for the division? Yeah, I am. However, listen to their... Uh, is the Patriots good? Yeah, Patriots' next three games are Bills, Colts, Bills. Oh. So that's going to decide it, isn't it? And I think the Bills' next three games are Bills, but Sorry, Patriots, Bucks, Bills. <laughs> so both teams have got their three of their hardest games now in a row. So it'll be decided now. But I'm I would still lean Bills, thinking they'll beat the Patriots twice, would be my guess. Um Oh mate, listen to this. Merry Christmas. It's Patriots Bills Boxing Day at six PM currently. There we go. Know what you'll be doing with your uh, leftover turkey. Absolutely. One that's a wonderful schedule, that yeah. Are you still Bills for the division? Because obviously we both picked them twice now with the playoffs and when we did the first uh, first guesses for the start of the season. If, or are you sw- swapped now? Are you on the Patriots bandwagon finally? <sighs> what I would say is if the Patriots can split the games versus the Bills, I think it's the Pats to lose because the, after those three games you've spoken about, then they've got the Jags and the Dolphins. Yeah. So I just think if they can split the game with the Bills and beat the Colts, obviously, then I think the Patriots will win it. So it's going to be close. It's uh, probably the kind of the best race. You you, yeah. you you need that division, don't you? Because it's otherwise it's well. I, so, as, as it stands right now, the Bills would be going to Tennessee, which you wouldn't turn your nose up at. But let's be honest, it's probably not going to end like that. It could very well be. The Chiefs. So, I, I, all I know is I it's going to end up Patriots versus the Chiefs somehow because that's just what's written in the stars and it's going to wind me up, uh, especially if we lose. Obviously, if you beat a Bill Belichick team, it's always great, isn't it? But if you lose to them, it's the, like, the worst team to lose to, I think. But <laughs> I was listening to the Bill Simmons podcast, who's saying obviously the Holmes got into the playoffs in his first season as a starter and got to the AFC Championship lost to, to Brady and he was saying could the Patriots now go, go to the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game Matt Jones his first season and try and beat Patrick Mahomes and I was sat there listening like Matt Jones beats Patrick Mahomes in a playoff game I'm just retiring from podcasting <laughs> six months I think so, uh, we'll see I think, it's a, I think the AFC is really fun actually uh, the top of the NFC I still think is better but I do think the uh, the middle of the AFC is crazy, but we'll talk about some more, some more teams coming up. Uh, who's your next winner then of the week? Uh, I'm going to go for uh, Leonard Fournette and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That was definitely the best game of the weekend. And Fournette somehow, I mean, somehow he's turned into like a leader on a team. I know he I know. got in, it's not just the fact that he got in the end zone four times, which is obviously like a career high, but he's, he's, he seems to have turned into like a real like veteran leader on that team. To be honest, I never kind of saw that coming, really. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's a great string for his career, isn't he? Now, Brady wasn't great in this game. Now, slow start again. That's five games now where the first quarter has been pretty average. Another interception in the first half. So. Yeah, absolutely. I thought the Colts were going to kind of maybe build a big enough lead to see them off but then second half Carson Wentz happened didn't it but uh, <laughs> your favourite <laughs> couple of interceptions but great great game overall but yeah the Bucks moved to 8-3 and three now still sitting at the third seed I, th- I just feel like they would like to move up one they've got to be targeting the Cardinals because yeah. of their injury and uncertainty but yeah it's uh, it's interesting. I don't think I don't, I personally don't feel like the Bucks are as strong as they were last season. No, their pass defense. It, I know a lot of it is injuries, but we don't know when all these players. Do you know what I mean, you can say, "Oh, they're injuries; they're going to end," which I think is a fair thing to say. But you still don't know when these players are going to come back, do you? Do you know what I mean, they lost Jamal Dean again this weekend. Uh, another cornerback injury. They still haven't got Bunting, who's their best corner, arguably. I think Devin White went went out for. for Two well, two whole drives before he came back yesterday as well, uh, Sunday as well. So, yeah, I would agree with you. I think their defense is worse. The offense, I don't know. They, they do miss Antonio Brown more than I think I gave him credit for. I think he arguably is their best receiver. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, for, for how Tom Brady wants to play, 
I think he's their best receiver. I think really Mike Evans is your best receiver, but the way that he plays with go balls and jump balls is not the way that Tom Brady plays. Only in the red zone does he ever really throw it. I think it ended up being like, didn't Godwin and uh, Evans had like 40 yards combined off seven catches. Like he, he was just he was just using Gronk and Fournette way more than he was using those two guys. So I do think they miss Antonio Brown, but um, yeah, we'll see. I think they'll be desperate for a one seed to try and get that extra bye week. But uh, you, you look at you look at this schedule now. I do think they got a chance for the one seed. They've got Falcons, Bills, obviously tough game. Saints, Panthers, Jets, Panthers. That is as nice as to finish a season as you could ask for, isn't it, for the books? Yeah, if you just give them one lot. If you say they lose to the Bills, just for argument's sake, what's that? Five and one, is that the rest of the games? Yeah, that would get you at 13 and four. So I'm not used to that still. 13 and four sounds ridiculous. <laughs> but. Yeah, <it> <laughs> Yeah, yeah they'd they be in with a chance. They've got to kind of beat the Packers. And obviously the Cardinals are still the number one seed, aren't they? So Yeah, I feel like we've overlooked them the last few weeks. But the NFC is definitely beating up on each other uh, with Washington beating the Bucks. Obviously the Packers losing to, uh, to that game to the Chiefs as well. Um, I think they all had a chance to try and take that one seed, didn't they, off the Cardinals whilst they were injured slash on a bye. But they still haven't been able to do it. So uh, it's worked out pretty, pretty well for the Cardinals. But the Bucks were good. Uh, Leonard Fournette catching passes as well, which is quite impressive for him. Um, so yeah, good win for them. Uh, my next winner, I've gone with another NFC team, another team that wants a, a wild card spot. I've gone with the Green Bay Packers, beating the Rams. Uh, a score that I know would have delighted you because uh, anyone who got on the Rams bandwagon was firmly in your sights early in the season when uh, when Stafford was actually playing good. But he's reverted back to his old. And what, what's happened now? 36-28 was the final score. Actually, quite a good game, relatively. I do think the score probably flattered the Rams a little bit, which I know says a lot when a team scored 36. When you watch the game, it didn't look like the Rams were going to get past 10, 13 points at times in that game with how good the Packers' defence was. But, yeah, it finished a little bit closer. Uh, Rodgers finished with 307, uh, passing yards, two TDs, uh, under pressure quite a lot with the backup offensive line, but he was getting the ball out super, super quick. Uh, run game wasn't great, to be honest. AJ Dillon got 69 rushing yards, but three and a half yards of carry is not not normally what the Packers go for. But uh, Devontae finished with 104 yards. Cobb got 95 yards in the first half, basically, before he got injured. Um, so, yeah, the passing game was really good. Stafford report came out with this. He's got a back injury, an elbow injury, an ankle injury. Um, so that's not great. The defense still is getting worked. OBJ looks pretty good. Um, but yeah, I think this is uh, a sign for me of how much better the Packers actually are than the Rams, I think. Yeah, definitely. I, I know he has got all these injuries, but they always say what a kind of warrior Matt Stafford is. Do you remember on our first ever podcast that we recorded, I should get that back up actually and listen to it, I was like Nostradamus. I just wasn't sure about Stafford to the Rams, do you know what I mean? I think yeah. I feel like this is coming right. I mean, I never thought that they'd kind of lost three in a row as well, from seven and one to seven and four. I don't think there's any danger of them missing the playoffs. I've got to say that. I don't think there's going to be any issues there. But It could be the third seed, though, in their own division, which is crazy. It is crazy because, I mean, right now they're travelling to Dallas in the playoffs, which is I obviously love that good. Game. Yeah, I mean, that is a crazy, crazy game, isn't it? But That's a Saturday yeah. night game in Manchester with uh, Patrick on the beers, though, watching the no, Cowboys lose. <laughs> definitely. But just looking at the Rams now, they're kind of lucky that they've got the Jags this week in LA. Would you rest Stafford? That's going to be my next question for that, because I would. I would completely rest him for a week before the Cardinals game and uh, let the run game and, and Wolford and Urban Meyer win you the game against the, the Jags. Um, would I? Yeah, if he's this badly injured, I don't know. He's, I just get bored of hearing what a, a, a warrior he is. Do you know what I mean? So get him out there if he's a good, if he's gonna play. But um, no, you hate Stafford more than I hate Cliff Kingsbury. That's the new. Yeah, I think new... it is. Yeah, mate, he's the least scrutinised number one draft pick ever at the quarterback position. That's just like gets on my nerves. But <laughs> looking at the schedule. It's tough now to see them 
they've got to beat the Cardinals the week after to have any chance of kind of getting the division back. Because otherwise, they've got the Seahawks, Vikings, Ravens, and then 49ers to end the season. That is a pretty tough run. Yeah, really tough. The, the Ravens play the perfect football as well to, to hurt them. Do you know what I mean? Like, keep Stafford off the off the field as long as possible. Then when he comes in, he's going to have to try and throw these bombs that he's not hitting at the moment. So, yeah, I do think that's a pretty difficult schedule. And the Cardinals have got the Bears this week as well, so they, they could win that. Rams could beat the Jags, and you're still two games behind. And obviously, if you beat them, you're still a game a game behind tied with your uh, matchup between each other. So, yeah, that Rams-Cardinals game could be it. That could be the day the Cardinals seal the one seed, potentially. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, we'll see. I'm not sure about the Rams. Von Miller got some good pressure. Aaron Donald pretty good as well. But still, Devontae Adams. What I don't get is you have Jalen Ramsey, and they could have just put Ramsey on Adams the whole game, but they didn't. And every time he was not on, uh, Adams was not with shadowed by Ramsey, he got a catch and he got positive yardage. So I do think they just, I don't know, do they overthink it? I'm not sure. Uh, and I, I do like Sean McVay, but the numbers of fourth downs that he goes for and first down rushing plays, which are both the most inefficient things in football to kick field goals on like fourth and one and to punt on fourth and one and to to run at like second and 10. He does it more than anyone. So I feel, feel like he's a really good coach, but he's so kind of risk averse. Uh, and I think with Stafford, you, you haven't got Goff there anymore. Regardless of what you think about Stafford, he's much better than Goff. And I think they still play. Like they've got Jared Goff, the quarterback sometimes. So yeah, I don't know. I'm a bit worried about the, the Rams now. Mm, oh dear. Uh-huh. You've been worried the whole time, so you're. <laughs> I've got no worries. I, I don't know what it is about the Rams. They, I'd be quite. Although well, I'm saying that, I'd just be saying I'm quite happily to see them go out in the playoffs in the first round. But then they're the currently like the Cowboys. Cowboys. So no thanks. So come on, Stafford. <laughs> um, we should mention the Packers a bit more though. Obviously, after they were the winners that I mentioned, uh, they are definitely, definitely in the mix for the one seed. What are they a game? Are they game behind the Cardinals? Uh, yeah, they're, well, they're, technically, because the yeah, because the Cardinals nine and two like, and nine and three, uh, but the Packers do have the tiebreaker over the Cardinals, so all they've got to do is finish level with the Cards, which is basically why I think the Packers will get the one seed because I just think that tiebreaker is going to mean a lot. Uh, only playing each other once is is a pretty big thing. Um, the Packers have the Bears at home this week; they always beat the Bears. Uh, then after that, they do have Ravens, Browns, Vikings. So that three game stretch. Uh, including the Christmas Day game against the Browns, which would be fun. Oh, uh, that, Christmas, that's great, that, isn't it? I uh, know, that'll decide it, but the way Baker's playing at the moment, I just think, I can see the Ravens and Vikings games being hard, but I think they'll beat the Bears and Browns. And we all know they're going to beat the Lions on the road, aren't they, last game of the season. So, um, yeah, I think the Packers have got a great shot for the one seed. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That'd be a nice little bye week for them in the playoffs, wouldn't it? So. Yeah, them bucks of cards, they're the only ones for me now. I don't think anyone else can, can, can get the one seed for sure. Uh, cool, let's move over then. Uh, your last winner then for the week. I'm good. This is a bit of an odd one, to be honest, because they did win the game, but they were not good. But I'm going to go for the Ravens because they survived Lamar Jackson being an absolute disaster. He's terrible, isn't he? Yeah, four interceptions. It's the kind of the worst he's ever looked. But they still won a massive division game, kind of on the ground game. And I know the Browns were exceptional on offense, but they were they were good Baltimore on defense. I mean, Patrick Queen was absolutely everywhere, all over the field. I can't, I love it. I loved him coming out of LSU, and he's kind of been a little bit better than as a pro than maybe I thought it would be because you always like pick your favorite players coming out of college, and then they kind of you always hype them up more than what they're actually being, but no, he's definitely uh, been like a great pro so far, but just a really, really big win to survive four interceptions from your franchise quarterback when he quite clearly doesn't get right is a win in my book because he's still now got the number one seed. They have a tough schedule, the Ravens. Like coming up, they've got the Steelers, which may not be that tough. Let's be honest. <laughs> I was going to say that's not that I tough. I think anymore. we'll discuss that shortly. But <laughs> they've got Steelers, then they've got the Browns again, Packers, Bengals, Rams, and Steelers again. That is a tough, tough schedule. 
It's physically hard as well, isn't it, for the actual style of football some of those teams play. You're going to be going against a lot of teams that run the ball, loads of teams that run the ball, uh, and loads of teams that have defences that are quite good and can hit you hard. Because even though the Steelers are terrible on offence, that's still two games where Lamar Jackson's going to be getting absolutely smashed by TJ Watt, even if it's twice a game. Do you know what I mean? He's still going to get that. And I think that'll happen with the Miles Garrett and the Browns. Probably happen with the way that the Packers defence is playing. Uh, and Trey Hendrickson and Aaron Donald as well, back-to-back as well. So I think for the Ravens' offense, it's a really hard schedule. Yeah, very hard, especially the. I mean, when you're kind of sitting at the top of the AFC coming into was it week thirteen, you you you're desperate to stay there, aren't you? You just you're kind of one game ahead. Well, you're not really because you're two games ahead because they have got the tiebreak on the Chiefs because it's the Chiefs really. I'd be looking at if I was a Ravens fan to think they're going to come kind of for the one seed, and you want that. With the end of the season, the Ravens got, like you just said, how physical it is. You want that first round bye, don't you? You don't want to end up dropping to two or three and then potentially bu- Buffalo, like in the first round. It's just yeah. something that you want, is it? So it's kind of, that's why I just felt that this week was such a massive win, even though Lamar was just so bad. Yeah, it was. What's that? Eight interceptions now in three games. He's got more interceptions than Patrick Mahomes, who allegedly is playing terrible and broken. And Lamar is an MVP candidate, but that's we won't talk too much about that today. As I get my uh, my soapbox, but uh, yeah, impressive. They've done this all season, though. Uh, apart from the Dolphins, how many games have they played where they've been bad and they haven't still won? Do you know what I mean? Like they were terrible against the Chiefs in the first half. Get a fumble, win the game. Um, they weren't great in the Colts game. No, the Lions game, and they actually had that field goal. There was another game they won, wasn't there, by a missed field goal at the end. Listen, I'm kind of forgetting now which game that was. But um, oh, there was the Bears game. You're talking about the Vikings game, I think. And then, oh yeah, Vikings game. Yeah, and the yeah, Bears they beat game. the Bears by three points as well. So yeah, then obviously lost to the Dolphins. So yeah, they've had a strange season. Josh, who is a Browns fan, who took your place and did a very good job uh, last week. Uh, he hates the Ravens as a Browns fan, and he's just kind of given up now. And he says, look, they're going to play this bad, and they're still going to win, then that's it. He's going to throw your hands up in the air and just hope that someone beats them in the playoffs as a, as a Browns fan, which I thought was a fair summary because they seem to win games that they just shouldn't win. Uh, and I know the Browns are terrible. Baker Mayfield, I don't care if he's hurt. Like, similar to what you said about Stafford, but I just I think he's terrible. I think if you pay him, okay, he's not terrible, but he's not a top... 15 quarterback in the NFL and I think if you pay him a lot of money I'd be really worried um, but yeah huge win for the Ravens I'm not sure where they're going to finish because I would like to say they're not going to finish in the one seed because I think they'll probably lose to the Rams Packers and then maybe one more game but they could easily win them all because that's just what they're doing this season so I'm not sure what to make of them but yeah hell of a win this week yeah absolutely uh, my last team then uh, finish with a quick one I've gone with the New York Jets and Zach Wilson just because they actually won a game and uh, they've recently been getting uh, blown out. I think their points differential is actually worse than the Lions. Uh, so, yeah, I wanted to give them a shout out. They were 14 3 down at one point to the Texans. Obviously, came back and won 21 uh, 14. Wilson, I think, had one Russian TD as well. Wasn't great in the game again, unfortunately. But the Jets' defense did look like a Robert Sala defense for the first time all season. So, I know it's only the Texans. I know it's only 3 and 8. But still, I think with the Seahawks pick, uh, in their back pocket, it's quite nice for the Jets to try and get Zach Wilson a couple of wins on the board. And uh, I think the defense was pretty good, so it's nice to be a Jets fan for once. Yeah, absolutely. And I've just, I just pulled up the draft order, actually, and they currently sit at fourth and fifth. Their own pick is fifth, and the Seahawks pick is fourth. Yeah, but, and uh, the Giants uh, coming off a win, well. that is nice. Yeah, doesn't it go Giants six and seven as well after that? It does indeed, yeah. And then, <laughs> Eagles, and then Eagles eight and nine, which is absolutely <laughs> crazy, isn't it? Yeah, no, if it stayed like that, that'd be, that'd be weird. Um, but yeah, fair play to them. Not much to say on the game. Defence was really good. Russian game was relatively okay. Zach still... Zach needs another off-season because he's not reading defences. He's, he's too slow for any short throw. He's far too slow. Uh, he's getting sacked all the time. But um, I do think Robert Sire is a good coach. Defence looks pretty good. Uh, Texans still not great, obviously, but they're also trying to tank, so their fans won't mind. But wanted to give a quick shout out to the uh, to the New York Jets. Uh, cool, let's move on to losers then. I already know one person or one team is going to come up after your comment earlier, so we'll see if they're first off the board. Uh, who's your first loser for the week? Well, mate, there's, I feel like there's a lot this week, do you know? There's a, there's a lot of losers this week. I'm going to go 
I'll leave, I'll, I'll leave that one. I'll leave my own team for now. I'm just going to go. I've got to go for Big Ben, mate. That's exactly what I've written down. I think, I think we'll do... Do you not think we'll just do this one as a choice each because it was that bad that we can do a joint one on this? It's not just that... Like, if you haven't seen that game, you've got to go and watch it on Game Pass in 40. Because if you look at the stats, it's not great. 21 of 41, 263, one touchdown, two interceptions. You'd think, yeah, you're not going to win the game doing that. But my God, to see him in <laughs> to watch him was just unbelievable. It, honestly, he looked like he had an anchor up his jersey. You know what I mean? It was like, why? It was in, I'd never. He, we know how slow he is and immobile he is, but he'd never looked that bad before. No. Like, even how bad he looked kind of the end of the last season and some points of this season, this was like one of the worst I've ever seen him move. Just throwing on the run, just stop doing it. That throw to um, ex-Steelers cornerback Mike Hilton... You know where I think didn't yeah. I think I swear Joe Burrow just threw an interception. Uh, so the Steelers have got a bit of momentum. They're down like thirteen, I think, at this point. So still within within scoring, obviously. Uh, or maybe it might have been fourteen. Uh, and then literally first play after getting an interception, you turn, throw the ball into the flat. No one's there. <laughs> Mike Hilton just gets it, runs in the house, celebrates obviously in front of all the fans, and gives the Steelers fans some jip. And I'm just looking at it, and Big Ben like starts hitting himself. Like he like smashed his hands on his legs. Like, listen to the sky, and I'm like, who are you blaming? Like, I don't think he's blaming himself there if he's not, but I'm looking at him like, mate, I don't know what you're doing because <laughs> this is just terrible. Uh, and like you said, the, the stat line actually looks better than the performance, but of those 263 yards, I'd love to know how many were just where he snapped the ball, turned to his right shoulder, threw the ball in the air, down as a go ball to Claypool, because he had three of those where uh, Claypool just did that and caught it. One of them ended up being a PI, offensive PI, but yeah, for me, a lot of it was just garbage yards. And there, was, there was nothing to it. But uh, I found it weird. They left him in all the way through to the end of the game. Literally the last play of the game, or last plays of the game to score a touchdown. And then afterwards, uh, Coach Tomlin comes out and says there'll be some big changes next week. But is that dropping Big Ben, you think? Or you just think that's him trying to fire things up a bit? Oh, I don't know, because... Haskins, surely. Obviously... If you're going to say, whoever you're going to bring in as backup, you know, Haskins or, you know, we've had enough of Mason Rudolph <laughs> over the time. But if it's going to be Haskins, you you basically you are retiring Roethlisberger, aren't you? When yeah, you do, you you're, you're just saying that your time is up now. And unbelievably, the one game out of the playoffs. The Ravens as well, isn't it? It's a rivalry. They got the Ravens. I, I just can't see him say, I don't know how you watch the tape. And think actually, I think we can game plan for Big Ben this week to do something better than last week. But I just can't see him saying to Big Ben, "You're, I'm finishing you," rather yeah. than you saying, "Actually, I think I've, I'm done now." Do you not think? But I can't see yeah, it to be sad. honest. But, but, yeah, but I think so. In PFF, he's last in quarterback grade for the whole NFL. That includes all these rookies that throw in interceptions left and right. Uh, he's last in QBR as well, which is obviously an NFL-based general stat. Uh, anyone that's took over 20 snaps, I think Joe Johnson was the only one that's less, the backup third QB for the Jets. But yeah, he's been pretty terrible. The offense looks bad. The defense, I have to say the run defense was disappointing. Joe Burrow only got 190 yards in the air, but a lot of that was because the game was over at halftime. But a uh, quick shout-out to Joe Mixon, who finished with 28 carries for 165 yards, two TDs. That's now... 14 TDs in his last 12 games, which is wild. Um, if he doesn't get injured, he is a top back in this league. He seems to get injured every year, but this year he's been pretty healthy. So, uh, yeah, he's been pretty good, but Steelers were, were bad. I think I'm least, well, I'd say I'm most confident that they're just not going to be in the playoff picture now. With some of these, with the teams like the Colts and stuff improving, I just think the Steelers are just doomed. I don't think the offense can do enough in any game, to be honest now. Even if Haskins came in, I'd still be concerned. Yeah, absolutely. Just, I mean, with the Ravens kind of coming this week, I mean, it's not pretty schedule, this. It's Ravens, Vikings in Minnesota, home to the Titans, at the Chiefs, home to the Browns, at Baltimore. It's over, isn't it? Surely. <laughs> that Chiefs game was the game originally before 
last season when we didn't, everyone thought COVID was going to go away before the start of last season. It was the the Steelers game this year was the one I was planning on going to, and so they moved it to. to it was, I found out it was going to be on Boxing Day, which yeah, it's not not ideal. But um, yeah, that's not a great schedule, is it, for a team that struggled to beat anybody in the last four weeks? Not at all. No, that <laughs> that tie with the Lions, I think, just about sums it all up, doesn't it? <laughs> well, I thought that tie was going to hurt them. Um, sorry, going to help them because it'd be so tight in the AFC that you just have a tie and everyone else would have all losses and you'd end up going in and maybe getting the seventh or eighth spot based on that. But now the more it looks like it, it's just going to hurt them, isn't it? But Yeah, I just don't think that they can add another win, you know, a couple of wins from somewhere. So, Well, speaking of the Lions, <laughs> my loser then, because that was a combined one, so we'll do two more, uh, two more each. Uh, I've gone with Dan Campbell because the... A man that we know and love on the podcast, after Patrick hated him uh, in the off-season. Uh, we've learned to love him due to his crazy coffee intake and his enthusiasm this season. However, uh, he called two timeouts back-to-back at the end of a game they should have won, which is a penalty in the NFL. Cost the team five yards. The Bears ended up then converting it with a six-yard pass and then kicking the field goal to win the game. It was his, I think he's got one more chance in the schedule for me to win a game. I was very confident he was going to win. He started the game really well. And then all he kept doing was calling first and second down runs. Run again, run again, run again. Punt, punt, punt. And it was driving me nuts. So I had to put Dan Campbell down as a loser. Because, yeah, I think they could win zero games this year. 0-16-1, which is very strange to see on, on paper. How do you keep him after that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. And is he, he, he going to get fired? I don't know. It's... But they, have, they could have Campbell and Goff still because of the salary. I'm not saying Goff will start. He could just be a highly paid backup. But, yeah, there's a chance that Goff and Campbell are both still there, which yeah, I'm not which, sure. Which, which game are you saying to win on their schedule? The Seahawks? Uh, let's go back and look. We've got yeah, five I, I did, to be fair, I did put the Seahawks and then I did write, if the Packers have already got the one seed, they could rest everybody last game of the season and the Lions could win like a 12-9 shootout, you know, uh, field goal <laughs> shootout. Um, but yeah, I do think the only team they can realistically beat is probably the Falcons or Seahawks. Yeah. I think the defence of the Broncos is too good just because I think Goff is just terrible under pressure, isn't he? And uh, it's away from home. But yeah, I wanted to mention Dan Campbell because that specific sequence of plays was bad and then the whole play calling. Uh, bear in mind, he does now call the plays. He actually took it off Anthony Lynn, who was calling too many first down runs, funny enough. Uh, <laughs> and then he took it off him and he's calling the exact same game plan, which I just find, find mind-boggling. So I didn't want to touch on it too much, but uh, I was very confident the Lions were going to win and he absolutely ruined my, uh, my Sunday roast I was having on Thanksgiving on a Thursday to watch this game. So yeah, Dan Campbell for <laughs> Uh, who's your next loser then, or do I not need to guess what team this might be? Yeah, I'm going to have to go for... Uh, it's, it's, I'm going to stick it specifically, I think, to Jalen Hurts and the Eagles, which is obviously... So I wasn't on the pod last week because I was strapped to my desk at work, but <laughs> I wasn't very confident about this game at all. It's been... I mean, like when I've been thinking about like, kind of looking at the Eagles' schedule, and you think, yeah, it's only the Giants, but with the division has always been kind of, kind of crazy, where you just swap wins forever. So, wasn't but I wasn't expecting what I saw, which was an absolute abomination, just from the first drive right to the very end, where it looked like the Eagles were kind of finally moving with the run game where Sirianni turned over his chart and found his run plays, and then Boston Scott ends up coughing it up. But it was all-round terrible, and Hurts, that's his worst game after reports had come out that actually maybe the Eagles are leaning towards maybe keeping him as franchise form. Such bad timing, that is. Yeah, it's terrible timing. just, Just taking fandom out of it, it's just terrible timing simply because the Eagles have got three top 14 picks as it stands right now in next year's draft. That's just so much either ammunition to get someone in the draft, if you like someone, or to trade them. I know it's kind of like a, a pressured situation if maybe that's lingering in the back of his head. And maybe it's not, you know, maybe he's just a confident guy. I know he's how confident he is in his own skill set, but 
this is terrible timing for him to do that, to lay the worst game of his career on. And I mean, if the Eagles win that game, it's kind of the Eagles sat where Washington are in seventh place. But now I just look at it and I think I'm just not sure that the Eagles are good enough to leapfrog the Panthers, the Saints, the Falcons, the Vikings and Washington to get in the playoffs. I think it was a massive, massive blow losing this game. Yeah, even with the schedule that we've spoken about, but part of the reason we spoke about the schedule was because of the Giants games. So Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> losing, losing one of them straight off the bat. Um, by the way, Boxing Day, the next Eagles-Giants game, so you can celebrate before your evening Bills-Pats game. You can have Giants-Eagles on one screen, the screen and Bills-Pats on the other. Oh, I'll tell you, some of the Boxing Day schedule, I'm going to get it up here because it just looks, sounds absolutely amazing. No, Boxing Day's scheduled good, which is not great for any of us that want to remain married or not be single. Because <laughs> uh, we got. Oh, I'm not bothered about that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Christmas Day is okay. Obviously, we've got Packers Browns, haven't we? But oh, yeah, Boxing Day looks absolutely wonderful, including a, a great Jets versus Jags game as well. So, <laughs> Urban Meyer. <laughs> big win coming on uh, on Boxing Day, uh, but yeah, not great for Eagles. I did have this down as an option. Uh, I did write uh, my wording was anyone who watched Eagles Giants was a loser because of the actual quality of the game. Like one thing I found funny was the red zone of this game. Obviously, you would have been watching the game, so you wouldn't necessarily been focusing on red zone as much for for this one. But every two seconds, it just passed back to the game, and someone was turning the ball over or someone was dropping a key third down pass, and I was just like, this looks awful. And obviously it was Jalen Hurts mainly, wasn't it? I don't know if Dan Jones, uh, how many interceptions did he throw? He threw Dan one. Jones? Yeah, he threw none, to be fair. Threw none, uh, yeah. Yeah, but they punted, uh, what did they punt? Yeah, they punted five times. Uh, so yeah, they, they, their offense was pretty bad as well. But yeah, it's probably the worst game I've seen Jalen Hurts play, I think. Yeah. Obviously you also, watch him more than me, but. Also, Jalen Rieger, I, I don't know, kind of like, I think one thing of it is like what I would say is like obviously the world has moved on, hasn't it? Talking about like kind of mental health or whatever, and I do think that people real stick by people. But my God, when Rager dropped that catch right like the one yard line at the end of the game, my God, there was some hatred on my timeline for Jalen well, Rager. Yeah, hit his hands as well. That was the worst thing. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not great. I know. So he threw three interceptions in the end, uh, and obviously Rager did drop two basically game-winning TDs because the Giants were settling for field goals. The Eagles scored a touchdown. The game would have been 14-13 Eagles. So uh, he did drop two. But however, there were two passes dropped immediately before the Rager passes that should have been intercepted. So Hertz was lucky to not finish with four interceptions. And I think PFF graded him as had seven, no, nine passes that should have been intercepted, which is the largest of any quarterback this season. Big Ben with eight. Is one underneath. So, uh, Jalen Hurts is in the Big Ben category, mate. Then you should be worried. Yeah, it's, it's Jets this week, and Hurts is on the injury report. So we'll see what happens there. Minshew season. That's, that's what it should be. But, but we shall see. I think the Eagles will be all right. Um, how many got the Giants? Uh, have you got last game of the season? Let's have a look quickly. It's Cowboys last game. Oh yeah, so that could be what you need to win to get into the playoffs. Yeah, no. We shall see. Uh, cool, my last loser then. I've gone with a QB and a team, to be fair, combined. Uh, I've gone with uh, Justin Herbert and the Chargers, just because similar to Jalen Hurts, this is probably the worst game, I think. Second worst game that I've seen uh, Herbert play. Obviously, I watch him a little bit more than I do Hurts, because I watch the AFC West quite a lot. Um, but yeah, he threw two. I know one was tipped, and there's people like uh, Greg Rosenthal, who's, who's a Herbert fan. I'm a pretty big Herbert fan as well, to be fair, but... Uh, it was a tipped interception, but the ball was so far behind Eckler that it really was on the quarterback. Um, and he was pretty terrible. They lost 28-13 to the Broncos. Uh, this game basically would have took them to the one seed. Uh, well, not the one seed, sorry. The number one in the AFC West. They had the tiebreaker over the Chiefs as well, so you put real kind of pressure on the Chiefs. However, now you lose and the Chiefs uh, end the bye game. End the bye week, sorry, still as the number one team in the division. Uh, and you give the Broncos a hell of a chance at six and five to try and muck it up and, and take your wildcard spot as well with a, with a game over you. So I think it was pretty bad. First down, second down again, the offense was terrible. Um, Jalen, sorry, uh, Herbert had to convert three third downs. We had to run 20 plus yards before throwing to complete them. So there was no one open. 
all the uh, play schemes are either just completely deep or like five yard outs. There's nothing in the intermediate range. And I think the OC we've spoken about a lot this season, but I had to just add that I think even though the OC is pretty bad, I do think this is probably Herbert's worst game of the year. Yeah, he's he's not progressed, does he? Like I think everyone kind of expected in the media, but just looking at the playoff picture now, literally the seventh, eighth, and ninth seeds are all NFC West. <laughs> it, look, it looks like there's only room for one. Yeah, because they got to play. We've got to play each other a lot, haven't we? That something we spoke about two weeks ago, wasn't it? How much the AFC West have to play each other? Um, so I agree with you. I do think there's a chance. Uh, it's just going to be. It's gonna be, I, I think it's going to be two AFC West teams for me, guaranteed. Um, but yeah, when you let the when the Raiders get a big win in Jerry's world and you let the Broncos beat you, that's all three now, six and five, aren't they? Is that right? Yeah, yeah all three at six and five. I'd expect the Chiefs just to push on and be whatever seed. But for me now, there's only one more spot for a, a West team. It's going to be a shootout. I thought the Broncos were out of it, to be fair, but they're absolutely not, are they, at all? No, their defence was really good. Pat Sertain was amazing this game. He got two picks, I think. Uh, oh, no, sorry, he dropped one of the picks. Uh, and then he had a pick six, obviously, and then he came back to the house. So, yeah, the Broncos were good. The offence is still pretty average. But when all the weapons are healthy, if Teddy does his four-yard passes, you've got a lot of receivers there that can turn a four-yard pass into an 11-yard gain and get you a first down. That's kind of the, the blueprint they have, isn't it? Having good weapons just to try and get some extra yards. But... Uh, the defence for me was really, really good this game. Uh, and that's without, obviously, they lost one Miller as well. So I, I think it was pretty impressive. I'm still not sure they'll have enough. I don't know if I agree with you, but the Raiders have got a hell of a chance. Uh, I'd still lean charges, but uh, it's definitely a win that keeps the Broncos alive, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Big game, charges at Bengals next game for them. So That's massive for the AFC wildcard, isn't it? Absolutely yeah. huge. Especially, yeah. obviously, Chiefs-Broncos as well, Sunday, being flexed for Sunday Night Football. So... Broncos and Chargers have got two two massive games this week. Uh, cool, let's wrap it up then with, uh, I think, one more loser from yourself. Yeah, from me. I'm going to have to go for uh, Mr. Kirk Cousins. Oh, no. I've got to end the podcast now, haven't I? I didn't know whether to put the 49ers in the winner's column or Cousins in the loser's column because that was a back-breaking interception, wasn't it? Towards kind of like the end of the game. That was a Really bad spot. In what had been actually a really hard fought game from both teams, actually, I, I really enjoyed this game actually. But both kind of QBs played at a similar kind of level, but I just felt like the 49ers had an incredible ground game. Look, Debo Samuel is getting so many touches. Yeah, he's so good, isn't he? He's got a groin injury now, so he might miss a week yeah, or two. Yeah, but... real shame. It's not a big injury. I was worried it was a season end there, but it's only one or two weeks. So that's a, uh, definitely a saviour. But yeah, their run game. Um, the problem with them is every drive they score on is 14 plays, isn't it? It's huge. Whereas all it takes is one thing to go wrong, one holding call, and they're really struggling to get anything from Jimmy G. But the run game is amazing. Uh, and the Vikings, kind of the opposite. They've got the game back to 14-14. Uh, Kirk Cousins throws an interception, throws another one late in the game. And then he has that fourth down where they've got three timeouts left, but he lines up underneath the guard <laughs> and they have to call a timeout on fourth and goal, um, which they then don't end up converting after the timeout. So A, they didn't score, and B, they then wasted a timeout that they needed at the end of the game to stop the clock. So it wasn't a good day for my man Kirk, unfortunately. That was unfortunate when he lined up under the guard, wasn't it? Because that's something that's going to get replayed over and over and over. Yeah, yeah, it will, unfortunately. Uh, and I think that was, yeah, then they gave the ball back to the 49ers with a seven-point lead, and the 49ers could have run it out, but they, they ended up punting. Well, no, they missed the field goal, don't they? And then you have one more chance. Bit of a dubious call. There should have been a PI, actually, on Justin Jefferson, but then still, they just can't get it done. No timeout to stop the clock. Everyone's rushing. Kirk Cousins under pressure, and he just can't quite get it done. So, yeah, it was a very typical Vikings performance. <laughs> yeah, it really was. But they, well, their next games are the Lions, Steelers and Bears. That's their next three. So they'll be hoping to win all... I'm not saying they will because this is the Vikings, but on paper, they'll be hoping to win all three of those, won't they, right? Yeah, they will, yeah. And just to let you know, I'm going to take the Vikings in the spread this week. <laughs> Against the Lions. I don't even know what it is. I don't even know what it is, but I am not picking the Lions again now for the rest <laughs> of the season. I like it. Well, if they win those three, they'll be eight and six. 
That that seems incredibly easy to say with the way that their season's gone, (laughs) doesn't it? Yeah, true. They are they are playing better against the good teams than absolutely awful against sometimes teams they should beat. But yeah, Um, Vikings are a loser, and Mike Zimmer is a winner for his new girlfriend. Everyone should uh, Google that themselves. Speaking no longer about it, but I sent Patrick uh, a message about it in the week, and he was thoroughly impressed with Zimmer. My new hero, Mike Zimmer. (laughs) Mike Silver is all of our, our new heroes for sure. Um, but cool, that's the end of this episode, reviewing the weekend's action. We'll be back later in the week to preview next week. Uh, some good games next week as well. And uh, Patrick is behind on the spread on the pick, so you're going to have to catch up, mate. So we're expecting big things from you this week. I am, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see this uh, Jets Eagles spread as well. <laughs> I'll, I'll wait and reveal that uh, on the next episode, but I'm, I'll be taking the Jets wherever, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, remember to go follow us at Go2Pod. Uh, go follow Patrick at Mugs NFL. Enjoy your week, guys, and we will speak to you soon. Yeah, I'll speak to you soon.